As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, now, now. And what's up, Obscurians? It's time for another episode of Obscurity Now, the show that takes a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media, and then we decide if they should be remembered for all of human history or tossed in the black void of obscurity, never to be heard from again. My name is Steve, and with me, he's a boy who was so proud of his country, he got kicked out of the Proud Boys. It's... It's Yehel, yes. Uh, <laughs> oh. Man, can you imagine uh, you're, you're like too crazy for the Proud Boys? <laughs> that feels like that would be this Jody kid. Oh, uh, I know. Gosh, he is like uh, the super Proud Boy incel uh, coming up. and uh, Yeah, he, he's the quintessential MAGA child. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and those things didn't even exist back then uh, for the most part. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. The, they exist. This kid has... I was just going to say they existed in other forms. They just weren't called that. Right, right, right. But but I mean, he's like drank the the Kool-Aid uh, pretty bad. Well, all right. So in the in the 80s, I mean, you're not a big G.I. Joe guy, were you? Oh, yeah, I had G.I. Joe. Yeah. So uh, were you were you and... ready to sign up at like the age of eight and list at the age of eight? No, <laughs> I always and, and, my, and my grandpa was like a colonel in the army uh, and my dad i think was serving briefly the, doing the, something the puerto so... rican army right <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't got one of those oh, Steve. oh i see <laughs> um we, we can we can't even like finish our roads oh. uh, we don't have time for well army. hey that i would say that problem is infecting all of uh of america not that's just true puerto that's rico. true that's yeah. true that's so true. yes so you uh, weren't ready no to I, even as a kid no even as a kid i thought i mean no disrespect to anyone that served. One of my best friends, Ian, is in, uh, what is he in? I don't know. He's overseas somewhere right now. I don't know why, because he's like uh, such a smart guy. He's like a chemicals, I don't know, something to do with chemicals. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Anyway, but uh, yeah, I always thought like signing up for the army was kind of dumb. Mm -hmm. uh, and most of the people I've met that serve aren't the brightest. Mm. <laughs> There's a few I've met that are pretty smart, but th th there's a reoccurring theme in terms of the average IQ of the non-officers, at least. Damn. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, luckily we have a small... I got a lot of hot takes uh, <laughs> for this episode. All right. Well, all right. So when I was, I don't know, between the ages of five and eight playing with G.I. Joe... And, you know, completely caught up in the uh, the violent military fantasy that is G.I. Joe and, you know, Commando and Rambo and all those other things that end with O. Yeah, I was ready to sign up, but uh, I figured it out real quick. Wow, really? I figured it out real quick. Of course, like, my parents were like, uh, <laughs> this is just a phase, right? Um, but, uh, I mean, Tim of Tim's Toy Box, I mean, he was in the, uh, uh, what's the one when you're in the boats? <laughs> <laughs> the yeah that was it but he um you know and he the one where you're in the yeah, boat <laughs> i don't know why it escaped my mind but yeah he was in a you know battleship he's you know oh, you suck my battleship but yeah he he signed up and he requested to be put in a position that didn't engage in any kind of like battle or violence or anything like that um 
What position is that exactly? I don't exactly know what he did. Probably a lot of suaving of the poop deck, if you get my drift. Oh, hey. <laughs> but anyway, the aforementioned Jody, <laughs> I'll just transition here, is, uh, is sort of the main character of the movie we are talking about today, Uncle Sam, which I, I swear it should be called Dead Uncle Sam. I don't know why they didn't call it that, <laughs> but... But that's, uh, I remember when, because I actually watched this movie just to get into the history, all the way back in the 90s when it showed up on the shelves of Blockbuster. And um, Oh, I watched this before as well. Oh, really? Actually. Oh, wow. I'm, I feel sorry for both of us, almost. I mean. Yeah, and the funny thing is, like, I, when I pulled it up on, it's on Amazon Prime for free, mm -hmm. by the way, to clue with Prime for anybody that wants to waste, uh, not waste, um, but it's 90 minutes long. Um but uh, yeah, when I saw it, it like you know, it showed that I had already watched it. Oh, and I'm like recently. I'm like, wait a minute, I, I I I watched this years ago. Once I started the movie, like it all came back to me. Mm. But I probably watched this like I would guess over five years ago. Wow. Well, uh, hey, that's great. Then we were <laughs> we're primed and ready uh, for this. And uh, just to circle back around to uh, Hell's very unpatriotic remarks. He's not saying that if you joined the army, you're dumb. He's just saying the people no, he's no. met are dumb. <laughs> yes. And to be fair, most of those people that I've met um, are Floridians. <laughs> so it might be more of an indictment on Floridians now that I think about it, rather than people that serve uh, in the military. <laughs> it's, it's very possible. It's very possible. Yeah, I've cleaned this up quite nicely. Well, uh, that's Nobody up to the Floridian Steve. <laughs> that's up to Nobody the PR us. department of uh, of Reptilian Media to decide. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I can't yeah. wait to meet them. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, it's so it's your son. <laughs> yeah, basically, and he's just gonna. Uh, uh, he doesn't like you. me. Oh no. What? Nobody <laughs> said that. <laughs> I'm I, sure he. I remember the look he gave me when I met him. Oh, what kind of a look? You know, the kind of look you give to somebody that you think was a coward for not joining the military, <laughs> such as Jody in this movie, uh, <laughs> says to his teacher, which we'll get to later. I was going to say maybe it's the look of someone who he knows doesn't like kids. You know, it's kind of like a spider sense. <laughs> He's like, ah, I can tell this this cat man over here. He cares more I, about cats than he does about kids. It's true. And I did hiss at him. Uh, <laughs> and clawed yeah <laughs> then you went and took a dump in a litter box it was so weird yeah uh all right all right this is already flown off the rails let's jump into uncle sam welcome to your feature presentation So, uh, all right, we already sort of talked about our uh, history with Uncle Sam, but like, was it just, you watched it because it was just one of those, you know, nights where you just wanted to watch like a dumb looking horror? Is that what drove you to it? Um, I'm sure that's what it was. Uh, I'm pretty sure I watched this with Alexis, mm -hmm. if you remember her. Um, because we, we, we like, we're both fans of crappy horror movies, sure. so I'm sure like it was... Or I was just drinking by myself, baby, and uh, just feeling like watching some shit horrors. I mean, as you know, I watch uh, plenty of crappy horror sure. movies on my own time as well. Oh, so. absolutely. What about you? Uh, same thing, I assume? Oh, yeah. And I'd say this was 96 or 97. Yeah, it's 97. 
So I had uh, sort of really fallen. So you were like 13, 12, something like <laughs> something that? Something like that. Old enough to rent it from Blockbuster, at least. Uh, and we had def- me and my uh, friend in high school had definitely fallen down like the horror rabbit hole. And we're just like, you know, trying to rip off Mystery Science Theater 3000 and that sort of thing. And I think uh, we I remember we saw Jack Frost first. Uh, you're familiar with Jack oh, Frost, Oh, that's right? another. Of course, I've watched yeah. that one and a couple times. I, I, I kept, uh, in my mind, I kept confusing Jack Frost with this because I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to watch this hilarious tongue-in-cheek, uh, you know, Uncle Sam. Uh just like, uh, you know, that, that scene when this and this happened. And then I started watching this. I'm like, oh, wait, this is the other one. The one that took itself, like, too seriously? <laughs> was it really that funny? Uh, it, 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 yeah, Uncle Sam, I will say it's, this is going to sound strange, but it's unfortunately competently made. Right, <laughs> right. And, yeah, it takes itself too seriously. And I think I figured out why, and we'll uh, talk about that in a minute. Uh, but yeah, I mean the VHS cover uh, definitely is uh, is geared towards people like us who want to watch like sort of a wacky, tongue-in-cheek, uh, you know, kind of like a slasher, you know, Friday the Thirteenth ripoff. But then when you start uh, watching it, like that stuff sort of happens at the end, but uh, there's not enough of it, I would say. Exactly. But uh, let's jump in the IMDb. Um, oh, what's up? Before we get to the MTB, I just wanted to say hi to uh, Stadium Arts, aka Stry, who's in the chat. Hey, Stry. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned it before, but Stry helped you out with some computer stuff, and we finally. Uh, this is like the second or third <laughs> week in a row of uh, tr- trouble-free. Uh, shows. So yes. Very exciting, and thank you again, Stry. <laughs> Fingers crossed. And yeah, we did mention that. I think it was like two episodes ago. But yeah, thanks to you, we uh, finally had our first guest on our last episode. Which, uh, if you ever wondered what it was like to be a contestant on the classic Nickelodeon game show Nick Arcade, we uh, interviewed one. So uh, make sure you check out yep. uh, that episode. Um, but uh, yep. junk bang in. Smoke Monster is sorry. I keep interrupting no, you, Steve. I, I just don't want you to. I just don't want to hear your voice. Well, we have but, to uh... acknowledge <laughs> the uh, the great people in the live chat. Yeah, Smoke Monster is also here. And yeah, I uh, the the show last week was a lot of fun. Our guest Ruben uh, was a contestant. Uh, I really recommend watching the show. Ruben was a great guest. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish we could have him on all the time, actually. He was a lot of fun. but uh... I'm, I'm, I'm just quitting, and he's going to take my spot. There you go. <laughs> oh, perfect. Perfect. But, uh, yeah, and just just really quickly, like, if, for those that haven't or aren't going to watch that episode, his team gave the biggest ass whooping I've ever seen. And, I, like, I told you, like, I mean, I watched Nick Arcade when it was on the air, but then for my video, I watched, like, 20 or so episodes. Mm-hmm. And I think his team, like, had the biggest margin um, uh, win it was like what 335 points to like the other teams 15 or 25 yeah, something, something like, like that, that. like yeah. it was over 300 points mm-hmm. it was an insane ass whooping <laughs> and uh ruben answered like 99 percent of the mm-hmm. of the questions so mm-hmm. yeah yeah anyway you gotta check the it IMDb yeah you gotta check it out <laughs> and you can watch like the actual nick arcade episode on paramount plus whatever okay we promoted that enough episode 18 yeah Season right one. All right, so Uncle Sam, which I still think to this day should be called Dead Uncle Sam, but whatever. Uh, Uncle Sam uh, premiered in the USA on July 4th, 1997. It's uh, rated R and clocks in at about uh, one hour and 29 minutes. And uh, here's the synopsis. 
a desert storm vet who was killed in combat rises from the grave on July 4th to kill the unpatriotic citizens of his hometown after some teens burn an American flag over his burial site. And uh, this was directed by William Lustig. Are you familiar with the works of William Lustig, or should I just read them off first? I've never heard of this guy. Because he, uh, I would say, he's almost kind of a quintessential 80s uh, horror director. He did uh, Maniac, which is technically like the late 70s. uh, Maniac Cops 1 through 3. And then... (laughs) I guess he started his career with the uh, hardcore porn uh, along the likes of The hmm. Violation of Claudia. Um, and Uncle Sam was his last feature, and it's probably for the best. Spoiler alert. Um, well, I do see, though, that he kept producing. Yes, yeah, he uh, kept producing. Movies and, and, and well, pretty much movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he actually uh, directs a lot of, like, documentaries and DVD sort of extras because he also runs the uh i guess dvd or blu-ray company known as um blue underground how are you familiar with them uh i think i've heard the name but eh, I, I couldn't tell you any of the movies right yeah i mean i don't know any of them off the hand but yeah i've heard it um batted around and uh this is uh, written by one uh larry cohen who was also in his own right kind of a uh, b movie legend or b horror legend he wrote maniac cop one through three uh, the movie uh, The Ambulance, starring Eric Roberts, which is on our list. We're going to cover that uh, one day. Uh, Body Snatchers and The Stuff. Have you seen any of those movies? Oh, Body Snatchers, uh, I think I've seen. Yeah. Uh, the Stuff, I think I started watching it, but didn't finish. The Stuff's uh, pretty fun. Also, It's kind of a cult classic, yeah, right? Yeah, all of his stuff is very uh, very culty. I would also... Even the porn? <laughs> the porn was for William. As far as I know... Oh, oh I didn't even realize we, we, we switched. Sorry. I started looking up William Lustig's illustrious career, uh, and I did find like a movie that he produced that I'm assuming is an adult movie because there's an actor whose name is... His first name is Just. Last name is spelled J-A-E-C-K-I-N. Jackin. Jackin. Just Jackin. That's good. Uh, you should, uh, should introduce yourself to uh, your next uh, prey at the... Um... At the castle. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> and Smoke Monster wrote, I loved violating Claudia. <laughs> I bet you did, Smoke Monster. Now, you mean the movie, right. not attacking someone <laughs> named Claudia, just to, just so that the audience is clear. Man, this is the uh, the most uh, cringe episode so far. Not cringe, but <laughs> we're really just pushing the envelope here. I love it. Hey, look what it did for Howard Stern back in the 90s. It doesn't really play these days. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, why don't you, uh, tell us about some of the thespians who played here in, um, Dead Uncle Sam, which is actually just called Uncle Sam. Uh, yeah, playing un- the part of, um, Uncle Sam is just jacking. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, man. And then, uh, the cop was played by Log Jammin'. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, playing, uh, the part of Uncle Sam is David Fralick, but his apparent nickname on IMDb, a shark. Mm-hmm. So he's David Shark Fralick. Uh, yeah. um, here, uh, he's been quite a few things. His most recent thing was Blackwood in 2022. But I mean, all this stuff is stuff that, for the most part, I, I've never heard mm-hmm. of. Um, so yeah, I'm just glad. I mean, the only thing I saw. I'm just glad he put the shark in there, so we can differentiate him from all the other David Fralicks. 
Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I'm laughing because Smoke Monster wrote in the chat. I'm here to fix the cable. <laughs> nice. Excuse me. Um, moving right along, we have uh, Timothy Bottoms. Who, that's a real name. That's not... <laughs> Boy, that really worked out. <laughs> it's not an activity he does, as far as I know. It's not a stage name. But maybe Timothy Bottoms. I don't yeah. know. Maybe Timothy Tops. Who knows? Either I do know that he played someone named Donald Crandall mm -hmm. uh, in this. Uh, I don't even remember who Donald Crandall the was. The teacher. The, oh, that's the right. Oh, yeah, yeah, the teacher, teacher. The teacher. Yeah. Yeah, who, by the way, is supposed to be, like, super old i guess but he looks like he's like 30 and he's like oh, i was in vietnam or, or i i was protesting vietnam oh yeah that and it's like were you born <laughs> oh, I've, I've got that in my notes 100 percent. yeah all right so we've got um isaac hayes mm -hmm. uh of all people showing up and I, I think he does a great great job he's very convincing he plays sergeant jed crowley mm -hmm. Of course, Isaac Hayes, singer, chef on um, South Park. Composer of the Shaft soundtrack. Uh, yeah. That's right. Um, oh, in the chat, we've got Ryan. Is this pronounced Sacius? Ah, one of our new subs. Sace. Welcome to the Obscuriverse, Ryan. Yes, you're now an Obscurian. Mm -hmm. uh, he wrote, I remember seeing this video at Blockbuster. Oh, just like you, Steve. Mm -hmm. When the hologram changing covers were in vogue. In fact, another cover that had this was Werewolf, which um, asked covered in a great uh which was, co was covered jesus in a great <laughs> mystery science theater 3000 episode don't forget about jack um, frost that had an awesome hologram cover too yeah um then we've got robert forster um he plays da, 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 oh my god the mayor no i'm sorry i'm sorry congressman alvin cummings mm -hmm. um does does robert forster have like the most unfortunate hair loss pattern of all time yeah, yeah. Did you know of your uh, cast that you mentioned here, two of these people are Academy Award nominees, and one of them actually won one? Do you know who? For for Uncle Sam, I assume. <laughs> no. <laughs> for other stuff. Um, well, isn't Robert Forster? I, th I thought he was nominated for an Academy yes, Award. Yes, he was. And then the other one is Isaac Hayes, and he won for the Shaft soundtrack. Oh, wow. Yep. Um, well, uh, Robert Forrester, he's been, he's never like the leading man. He's never on the poster, but dude's been in a million things. As soon as you see his face and unfortunate hair situation, <laughs> uh, which to this day he refuses to just shave. So it's just yeah, like he, the spottiest, he like. He refuses to shave because he's dead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I saw he had, he did something in 2021. So I, I thought he was still alive. Oh. Oh, wait, he died in 2019, so I guess that was produced, uh, that, that was, uh, I mean, I'm going to assume that he was in it re record filming while he was alive. It was a necromantic <laughs> remake. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a Uncle Sam 2. Yeah, there you go. Um, William Smith plays the major. Holy uh, shit, Will was... Smith, the Fresh Prince, was in this movie? I, I didn't even see him. No, 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 this is a different well, Will Smith. I... This is Will Smith from, <clears throat> and I quote, The Erotic Rites of Countess Dracula. <laughs> Well, I, I just hope he didn't slap anybody. <laughs> right? Oh, Am I right? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. But uh, also, he was in um, uh, the Pantera music video for Revolution Is My Name, which I thought was uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, he was in, in an episode of Beyond Belief Factor Fiction, which is unfortunately the closest to a Star Trek connection I could get mm. um, for this. But... All right, this is a big cast. Who do I need to actually cover? Um, Christopher Ogden. He plays Jody mm -hmm. Baker, which is the, the, kid, the kid who's kind of the main character. 
only was only in 14 things. Um, I would, none of them that I've really heard I would of say, outside uh, of SLC Punk. The last person that might be worth mentioning, and I mean, feel free to correct me, but uh, PJ Souls, she's kind of a um, sort of a, another sort of B movie kind of a veteran. Started out on a Halloween, she played uh, one of the oh, okay. ladies in Halloween and just kind of. Skipped around other horror stuff from there. Um, yeah, well, I, I would say that that's enough of the cast. <laughs> There's a lot of people in here. I, I guess uh, the only other person really maybe to mention, there's a, uh, I, I'm not really going to go into him too much, is Matthew Flint. He plays a deputy. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Ann Tremco that you just mentioned? P- Lewis Harper? I think she's like the... PJ Souls was who I mentioned. PJ Souls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ann Tremco, who I think played like the... Was she the mom? No, no, she was the sister, the, the aunt. Man, they look so similar. It's hard to. Uh, yeah. I know. Louise I kept Harper. getting them confused. Yeah, yeah. Um, did, did you see, though, that the uh, the lady that gets naked, uh, she only agreed to do her brief nude scene if she got to keep one of the uh, masks, one of those Uncle Sam masks? And those are, like, the cheapest Party City, like, Halloween <laughs> yeah. mask. Like, what? That is a true horror fan right there. That is, that is dedication. I will... Take my clothes off for horror memorabilia. Mm, that, I mean, you should, should probably try to track her down and get her number. I mean, that sounds like someone who's right up your alley. I mean, you know, well, vice I'm, versa. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but, uh, oh, and I guess uh, as far, uh, all right, that, that was a character. Never mind. I get, rah- she, 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 se- she seems to, like, not be the best negotiator. <laughs> Uh, smoke monster said to put a ring on her. Yeah, there you go. Like you don't even have to pay me. Just give me some props. <laughs> <laughs> Just one. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Uh, so, shall we jump into the movie? Yeah, let's let's discuss. Oh man, so I there's like so much boredom here that I sort of wrote down some of the scenes here just because. There was so little going on that I, there was not even much to kind of like comment on. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. All right. So I'm just going to like the first half of the movie is just utterly boring. Like uh, the uh, mm-hmm. the pacing is bad. And I think that's what really hurts this movie uh, overall. Man, I, I promised myself I would start out with the good. But um, uh, I mean, that's basically, I think, what. Well. What hurts this movie the most? I do think I, I think the op- the opening scene isn't bad. No, no, not too bad. Um, and and it makes you think, oh, this is going to be like a violent, bloody movie. Uh, it starts off like they're in Kuwait. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Ku- Kuwait looks to be located in I don't know Pennsylvania at night. <laughs> they tell you, you know, it's Kuwait because the the um, the name flies up on the screen. The words, yes, yes. Kuwait. And I mean, I've uh, yeah, basically in the cold open. I mean, I've got it all written down here. Might as well go through it. Uh, couple of army guys, you know, Yahel's favorite people, are investigating the deaths of a few soldiers who died by friendly fire. Uh, they come up to one sort of like charred corpse of a dude, and uh, they mentioned stuff about a friendly fire. I remember that was a very sort of popular term. I guess, depending, you know, war, war, pick a war. I guess it was popular in Kuwait, and then it was popular again in Afghanistan. Um and uh, I think, like, the two army guys are like, ah, I can't believe we did this to our own guys or something like that. And then they go up to the sort of charred corpse, and it's um, who ends up being uh, Uncle Sam, basically. He wakes up and says, don't be afraid. It's only friendly fire. He grabs uh, one of the army guy's guns, shoots through him to uh, 
kill the other sergeant who has the raspiest voice like outside of like yeah that guy's been smoking since yes he sounds like he's been smoking since he was inside of his father's testicle like it is insane <laughs> the level of rasp mm-hmm. and then uh, did, did you watch the credits he he like that same guy d- narrates a poem at the end <laughs> that's awesome and i will say uh the opening credits are actually pretty fun. Uh, they use a lot of uh, stock footage of, I guess, like Fourth of July parades and stuff. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, the opening credits were fun. They play Stars and Stripes, I think is what they're playing mm-hmm. um, throughout it. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty well done. And, you know, the movie seems at first like it's not going to take itself too seriously with the, uh, you know, don't be afraid. It's only friendly fire joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then after that, it, it takes itself very seriously. Yeah, and this is why I think like the the sort of tone and pacing is uh, so off for this movie. I mean, I guess I should probably wait, but like uh, as we talked about, this is written by one uh, Larry Cohen, and if you watch the movies that he wrote and directed, such as like The Ambulance, uh, The Stuff, uh, Q, The Winged Serpent. Um, his the way it's written is very sort of tongue in cheek with kind of like one liners and stuff. And then it's got a certain like energy behind it that, uh, that I guess he brings as a director where um, what William Lustig is more of like uh, sort of like a thriller kind of guy like Maniac Cop. Is more of like a serial. Killer yeah, like thing. a sexual thriller kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think uh, <laughs> I don't know. Both of them were kind of off. I feel like like Larry wrote it, and then William was like, "Well, I'm going to make this a William movie." And then so, and ultimately, <laughs> well, well, you'll see how it goes as we continue to go on here. I mean, would you say that that's a, an accurate kind of hypothesis? Yeah, yeah. No, I to- I totally uh, agree with you, especially about the pacing, like. I don't know. Like, it just feels like it's always about to start to get going and then, like, never kind of really does until, I guess, at the end um, a bit. But I've got it. Uh, we don't get. Okay. So we got our cold open there. We don't get another murder or death, if you will, until f- almost 40 minutes into the film. I, I have it written down here somewhere, but <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, and Stephen demands death, murder, and violence much sooner than that. Well, if you're going to watch a horror movie, I mean, you you might as well have it in there, you know? Otherwise, it's just going to be boring, like the next 30 minutes of this movie we're about to talk about. Uh, I, what's up? I would summarize the next 30 minutes as us having a beating to our head that the kid Jody loves the army, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. loves America. He's a super patriot, yep. Yep. Uh, we also learned that Isaac Hayes used to be, uh, in the military, had his leg blown clean off. Mm -hmm. That's their words, not mine. Um, and he's, uh, very kind of resentful, uh, and bitter. Right. They they Um, show us that he has a false leg, which you think somehow is going to play into the plot, but it never does. Um... And uh, anything else? <laughs> and then... No, not really. I mean, jo- this Jody kid is obnoxious. I mean, he won't stop fucking talking about the army and how much he wants to be in it and playing with his army men. His, his, he has a lamp by his night, on his nightstand, and the lampshade is like military planes. Mm, right. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Uh, okay, so maybe he was written annoying, but how do you find the young actor's uh, performance do you think he comes off annoying or um 
I, I think he does a decent job, uh, especially for a kid actor. Uh, you know what was really troubling me this whole movie, though? You know who this kid looks like? Who? Your brother, <laughs> Alex. Uh, Reed? I mean, Reed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Reed, right? I think he looks more like Spencer. Oh, I don't know, man. Like, maybe it's because he had, like, very thin eyebrows, and uh, uh, there was a point in your brother's life where he was just, <laughs> you know, uh, really tweezing them eyebrows. You're talking about the one who lived with us, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, I can see it. I can see it for sure. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even put it together until now, though. My God, you're right. Oh, man. Yeah. That's nuts. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's a decent actor, um, giving with what he has to work with. In fact, I would say the majority of the performances are pretty bad here, and we especially get a bad one from uh, Mom. So, basically, Jody wakes up from um, uh, a dream, dreaming about his Uncle Sam, who he idolizes because he was in the Army. Um, he wakes up and knocks the picture of Uncle Sam, his Uncle Sam over, and he just looks like a regular guy. He's not like the Uncle Sam that we all know from the war propaganda from the yeah. 1940s. Uh, but um, he cuts his... Yeah, he's, he just happens to be named Sam, and he's right, his right. uncle. And I, I do appreciate that detail, The you know? <laughs> I do. So he... But again, that kind of stuff makes you think it's going to be like a fun, campy horror movie. Uh, yep. Larry not. Cohen, good. William Lustig, yeah. anyway. Uh, so he cuts his uh, feet on the glass, which uh, puts blood on the picture, which is actually a pretty good uh, sort of sort of imagery, kind of like warning you that <laughs> comes Uncle Sam's going to get bloody and evil here coming up soon. Um, again, that's like Larry Cohen attention to detail there, not William Lustig. But anyway. Uh, so, uh, she, she, he walks. Those, those aren't, those aren't the kind of fluid bodily fluids that William Lustig <laughs> usually deals in. You know what just I'm saying, Steve? Claudia. She knows all about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or just Jack and his good friend slash colleague. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he, um, sort of wobbles into mom's room and, uh, he like with as little energy as possible. And that's what I feel lacks in a lot of these performances. He's like, Mom, I cut myself. And she's like, oh, let me see it. Oh, you'll be all right. She almost sounds annoyed that she has to take care of her son. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow. I get it. <laughs> I'd be annoyed. Well, all right. What if, uh, what if one of your cats, like, cut their paw? Then how would you feel about it? I would also be annoyed <laughs> uh, at their foolishness. And that actually has happened. All right. Uh... It was all her fault. <laughs> So they have a little chat about um, about Uncle Sam, and he's and uh, Jody's like, "Oh, I I like him so much," and this is paraphrasing. And she's like, "You don't even remember him." And he's like, "Yes, I do. He was nice to me." And then she's like, "Go back to bed," <laughs> and so he does. Go tweeze your eyebrows yeah. with your army men. You think they're gonna let you in the army with those finely manicured <laughs> eyebrows? Oh, they're gonna make a man out of you over there, boy. They're gonna they're gonna ask you questions. You better not tell them. <laughs> I don't think they have that policy anymore, you hell. But uh, whatever. No, but this is in '96. This came hey. out in '96. This is like in the midst of uh, "Don't Ask, Don't Tell." Say, yeah, we should just pretend that we're stuck in the '90s here. So yeah, mom doesn't give a shit about her son or her, his cut foot. It seems uh, she was just so cold. And uh, then before he leaves the room, though, he gives a really creepy smile. I was like. Uh, 
are they going to make this kid evil too? And uh, they kind of do, but uh, maybe, but more on that later. Um, and then now we're in a car with the sheriff and the sister of the mom we just saw. And uh, she's basically give him, giving him the old blue balls. He wants to go in and, uh, you know, uh, what, what was the guy's name again? Uh, just j- jacking. Uh, the, yeah, the cop. The, the cop wants to go in and uh, imitate his favorite adult film actor, Just Jackin. But um, sister here, she's not having anything to do with it. Um, and, well, it's so weird because then he's like, can I have a goodnight kiss? At least, and she goes, you already did. And, like, what is she going to run? But she's real weird and mean about yeah, it. Like, yeah. Does she think she's going to run out of kisses? Like, right. What? Well, they explain it later, um, of course, that, um, okay, so she was married to Sam, and they explain basically that, you know, he doesn't kill for his country. Uh, I mean, since we're not, you know, talking through the whole movie here, I mean, I'm not going into spoiler territory, am I, uh, too early? But <laughs> who cares? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> Basically, uh, she's like, hey, um, you know, Sam was a monster. He beat me. I think he uh, beat the, the mom slash sister as well. And then later, Isaac Hayes is like, oh, you didn't kill for your country. You killed because you like to. Um, yeah. But later, Isaac Hayes is like, he bit my leg <laughs> off. Uh. <laughs> See, now that would have been funny. Um, that would have been great. That would have been great. But uh, yeah, and everybody in town knows that Sam was like a hothead mm-hmm. um so that, that that's something that i guess is important but it doesn't really play into it but like several other characters talk about how like oh yeah that sam was a hothead or whatever but it's been three years since he disappeared slash right. died uh they never as far as she knows found her body so that's another thing the opening scene in kuwait is actually it's current but they find his three-year-old body still fairly fresh like it has skin on it i think the uh, bigger question here yahel is like at the beginning did he come back to life and then die later or was he already this zombie thing and why did he become a zombie (laughs) they never explain it uh smoke monster in the chat wrote thank you for your service watching this movie uh yes we're we're the real yeah we're the real Uh, heroes we're the real warriors um but yeah, they never explain it. I when I started watching the movie and like, like I said, we both watched it before. I remembered that like there was something that exploded with them, like some kind of chemical. But that's not the yeah. case. He just they find his body. It's been three mm-hmm. years, and he just comes alive and snaps their neck. But then he's like back to being dead until I guess they come pick him up. Yeah, Very strange. and um, so did he get his revenge at the beginning because? Those two guys were just like, oh, well, this is because of the friendly fire. Is that what made them unpatriotic? Because that's his thing. Like, all right, so there's a couple of rules, very fast and loose rules here for Uncle Sam, is that he basically, for the most part, only kills people who are unpatriotic. Yeah. Well, he does kill some randoms, kills a lot too. Of, like, but, like, they try uh, to make them. I think there might have been a scene, few scenes that were cut or just never shot. Like, Everybody who dies is basically an asshole, uh, more or less, in this movie. Right. Like, like I, I think the one that, because he kills the teacher who, and so basically at the end of the movie, there's like this big 4th of July celebration mm-hmm. in this like small town. And I'm very impressed with the number of extras they got, because I assume this is not a high budget mm-hmm. movie. And they made it look like a real 
you know, celebration. It didn't look like something set up for right. a movie. So kudos yeah. to them on that. But basically, that's when eventually Uncle Sam, who's wearing um, like an Uncle Sam outfit to disguise his grotesque zombie like body, uh, starts killing people. And like he kills this uh, Jody's teacher mm-hmm. because he's a draft and uh, Jody. Right. He basically had dodged the draft and he implies that he left the country mm-hmm to draw to dodge the draft but also he protested um (laughs) and like jody says why uncle sam said that people that did that were cowards let's let's talk about that (laughs) scene uh basically uh jody is in school and they just start talking about the darkest shit you could ever possibly imagine well well like at this point they've brought back sam's body Mm -hmm. Um, Sam's body is in Jody's house. And that's house. like the first sort of uh, thing where you really, all right, I mean, obviously you have to suspend your disbelief at the beginning of the movie. But here, just why are they, they try to come up with, re, like basically they bring his body home for some reason. They being the army. Like, and uh, Well, to bury it, right, Steve. But, they find his body, they find Sam's body, and a military guy comes in and forms um, his spouse mm-hmm. or, his, or who was his wife that, hey, we found your husband's body. Here's his dog tags. And then this guy wants to like sleep with her. And he's like, I'll be in a motel down the street if you need me. Bad scene. Um, he's, all right. So yeah, General Biggs is the guy's name. Uh, he doesn't really have a huge um, role. But yeah, basically they show him in like the seamiest, like sketchiest hotel with like the biggest... Uh, you know, uh, neon lights like flashing in the background for some reason, mm-hmm. uh, talking to some the worst little TV you've yeah, ever yeah. seen. Like, I mean, and this feels like William Lustig because like a lot of his uh, like if you watch Maniac, if you watch uh, Maniac Cop one through three, it's all very uh, sort of slimy and grimy and like, you know, the underbelly of New York. And like I could picture a hotel like this in New York. But this, they're in, like, middle America here. <laughs> like, why yeah. would they need, like, giant neon lights and stuff? But it's still fun to watch. And he's on the uh, the phone, and he's just like, <laughs> I'm going to sleep with the guys, uh, with, the uh, you know, Uncle Sam's wife or uh, widow. And I might even sleep with the sister, too. <laughs> this is why I took the job, so I can fuck women. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, he's like I volu- that's why I volunteer for this duty, you know. Uh, he has some joke about like yeah civic service yeah, or something, yeah. um, that, but nothing ever comes of it really. Like I mean, he's just in a couple other scenes where he mentions that again. Hey, I'm at this motel yeah. down the and road, the, and yeah, the whole reason why they even have that scene again is so they can show that Uncle Sam only kills like uh, you know assholes who are unpatriotic, even though he kills pretty much everyone. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. it would. But uh, but back. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, um, you know, it, we don't, I guess the filmmakers don't want us to feel bad if he kills like a good general or something. Uh, I don't know. That's uh, that's just how I take it. But anyway, you were saying. Um, yeah. So back to the so, so they, they bring the body home. It's in Jody's house for in a casket mm. that's locked. They, they put a lock on the casket so that nobody opens it to see his body. But um, then, like, the next day, Jody goes to school, and he brings Sam's medals. For And he it's not like show and tell there. And he just randomly says to announce it to the class, uh, my Uncle Sam is dead. They brought his body back, and it's in my house. And the teacher's like, what? 
fuck. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he was disturbed enough. Like uh, everybody seemed to be okay with it, and then that's when they got into their talk about uh, the teacher being. Uh, well, basically. Uh, Jody was like, were you ever in the, the army, um, Mr. Crandall? And then he's just like, uh, humana, humana, I'm a draft dodger. I mean, he doesn't use those words, but, um, and then it ends with Jody calling him a coward. Um, yeah. But, uh, and then he's like, and the teacher has like a weird look and he's like, hey, I, Jody's like, I didn't call you a coward. I'm just saying that's what my Uncle Sam called you. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's, but, he's like, please, uh, Mr. Crandall, don't hit me. <laughs> like. Did you notice that um, that coward would never right. hit him? Uh, <laughs> He's not a man of action. He's just not. Did you know that Jody was wearing uh, cam- camouflage pants to, like, school? Oh, yeah. I mean, I would – I mean, didn't you have a pair of camouflage pants, like, back in the 80s at least or shorts at least? <laughs> I had, like, camouflage cargo shorts in the 90s yeah. or something like that. But, but the thing is, like, that's not why he's doing it. It's because he wants to be in the right. army. Like, it's just more of – his obsession yeah. with the I mean, army. I appreciate that attention uh, to detail. <laughs> it sounds like you're getting hot. I'm, I'm just asking if <laughs> yeah, you noticed. noticed. I'll back up. I noticed. <laughs> Draft dodger. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's, there was that scene. And then um, what do I got here? I know there's a there's a scene. But say, I, I, so, sorry, just to go back to the camo pants. I mean, he's wearing them because he's like a red pilled proud boy psycho, yeah. though. Is is the is it's a just difference? A patriot, you hell, you're you're blowing things out of proportion. Oh, Smoke Monster said he also rocked camos. Yeah, I mean that was like a thing that was popular, but Wanna, but he's wearing it because he wants to be ready to uh, ready to, to kill. have your mind blown. I'm wearing camouflage What's shorts that? right now. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Who could have seen that coming? Uh, certainly not William Lustig. Um, but uh, let's see here. No, he always sees everybody, everything that's coming. <laughs> I bet he does. <laughs> so uh, one thing that I thought was kind of messed up, and again, like, God, like, the mom and her sister are just, just so cold in their performance and the way they're written. Um, after basically the whole uh, opening or second to opening scene with the glass and, you know, just go back to bed, Jody. You're fine. Um, the mom tells Jody to go clean up the glass, too. Like, what if he cuts himself further? Right, because we find out that this kid is about mm-hmm. nine, maybe ten, because he says later that in eight or nine years he's gonna be able to um, enlist. So you know, at the most, he's like eleven, I guess, or ten, mm-hmm. uh, maybe nine years old. I guess he doesn't even know how old he is because he says eight or nine years. Right. But uh, yeah, so like, I wouldn't have a nine-year-old clean up the glass. You know, that seems like a bad yeah, idea. It's called lazy parenting. Uh, but uh, anyway, I, one, uh, I guess, positive, I mean, there is some decent cinematography here. I already talked about the lighting of the over-the-top sleazy motel. Uh, but there's also, when they first bring the coffin, like when they take it out of the, uh, the hearse to move it into um, Jody's house, it's like in slow-mo and shot, for, like the camera was sitting on top of the, of the coffin. You know the shot I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I thought that was pretty cool. Like, I wish they would have done more stuff like that. But otherwise, this is shot in the most bland way possible. Um, yeah, it's competent, mm-hmm. but not very, not very workman, inspired. if you will. Um, let's see. Okay, so now there's 
uh, Jody is uh, have he comes home and his mom is having dinner with uh, Ralph, her boyfriend. And like you can tell, uh, Jody's mom is trying to get him to stay dinner so they can have dinner as a quote unquote, you know, <laughs> pseudo unbroken family. And, he, you know, he's trying to go to his room. And uh, but then mom is like, no, no, you're staying. So they're having dinner. And uh, Jody starts uh, spitting facts about, uh, I don't know, about Ralph being like a piece of trash or something along those lines. Uh, do you remember what I'm talking about here? Yeah, yeah, because, like, Ralph is a lawyer, mm-hmm. basically. And basically, Ralph tells a story about how, like, they beat the government in court, um, the, the IRS specifically, mm-hmm. that I guess, like, one of his clients basically had done some sort of tax evasion uh, used some loopholes right. uh, in a questionable manner, but he won the case and he brags about how he just they sent like junior IRS agents and lawyers. So he just drowned them in too much paperwork. And so anyways, this is apparently is supposed to mean that because he helps people not pay right. Uncle Sam. <laughs> he's that, cheating the government. That, like so he's of course unpatriotic. He must be killed. He's he's not patriotic. So we got to kill him exactly. at the end. Do you think uh think the filmmakers agree with uncle sam i don't know i think i feel like this is just a paycheck for everyone involved i don't know man this is such a weird movie because like a couple times they seem to try to make some kind of social commentary like there's a scene where isaac hayes is trying to discourage jody from going into the uh military you know he explains to him you know the the horrors of war and how really it's not like it was before and we don't know really even who the real enemy is or what we're fighting for when you know troops are sent out there and uh so you're like okay that's cool that they're making this statement but then like there's other times where um people are upset because like there's a scene at the at the july 4th celebration where a kid goes to sing the national anthem a teenager and, it's, and he starts singing it like normal but then he like does like screamo yeah. version of it like all of a sudden to like piss everybody off and he like moves the crowd that was so um so he's yeah, an american so, well again the only reason that scene was there is to justify that kid's death basically it was so awkward like and stupid like why would you have someone come up to sing the national anthem but like you didn't rehearse or you, i mean and plus this kid's well he he might have rehearsed it normally because he starts off singing but this normal. kid's obviously a known troublemaker like why would you have like the local teenage yeah. goof come up to sing the the national anthem and but anyway i mean we and maybe they thought he was turning over a new leaf but uh, it's funny smoke monster in the chat wrote is this movie a series of vignettes Kind of. I mean, it's just, you know, uh, once you get past the 35 minute mark, it's basically just one kill after another. I I think I think part of the problem with the movie, too, is that we don't really know the motivations for Sam's like murders until like he's already done a bunch Mm -hmm. of them. And the kids like basically bring it up kind of. And I wish they would have had, you know, a couple scenes establishing maybe uncle sam like watching people be because uncle sam can talk Mm -hmm. so he talks in this movie so he could have you know said something like when he sees somebody doing something that he deems unpatriotic like oh unpatriotic you know civilians they deserve Mm -hmm. death you know they're no better than our enemies you know just something so that we can kind of you know link that throughout and then we can go oh okay as we see more people be assholes like then it has more meaning because until then it's just it does feel like a bunch of 
random vignettes, kind of, of people being assholes, like Smoke Monster yeah, was saying. Yeah, like, I almost appreciate them not spelling it out for us, but at the same time, like, this is a dumb horror movie, like a dumb slasher, and uh, what's his name? Larry Cohen, the writer, knows it, but William Lustig doesn't. And uh, so he, you know, picks and chooses, like, what he wants to do within the realms of, like, the the dumb horror movie and then the William Lustig sort it, of yeah, style like it just, or whatever. I, and I agree with you. Like, normally I don't want things spelled out, but you need to establish also the the slasher's motivations, I, I feel like, mm. in, in any horror movie. And they take too long to do it, and they kind of don't really do it explicitly enough, in my opinion. No, no, it's too vague. Um, and it's some other vagueness that comes in uh, is uh, you said that there's not really, and we kind of talked about it at the beginning, the reason why you know Uncle Sam is able to come back from the dead, and they have a weird pseudo explanation where Isaac Hayes, and I guess this is where his false leg does actually sort of come into play, um, just as a semi plot device. Basically, he talks about phantom leg syndrome, how when he lost his leg he still feel, feels like it's there, like twitching away. And somehow they try to apply that to Uncle Sam. Yeah, he like just he still died. feels his whole body. Yeah, that, exactly. No, that's exactly it. And that sounds like a Larry Cohen explanation for sure. Um, but it's like... Do you think, Steve, that that's why when Isaac Hayes is talking about phantom leg syndrome, which is always, always what it's called, phantom mm -hmm. limb syndrome or whatever... He calls it ghost limb yeah. syndrome. Do you think they changed it to ghost because of this guy coming back from the dead? Well said. Yeah, I think that's exactly why they called it that. Uh, but uh, yeah, so anyway, I, what's up? I was just, just going to say, one thing I did appreciate is once the killing starts as Uncle Sam, the first guy he goes after is a guy that's uh, dressed as Uncle Sam. Funny enough. Oh, this uh, is and a, he's on stilts. This is a classic scene that we have to mention because I'm pretty sure this was on the back of the VHS. And, you know, n nothing is going to make, you know, uh, teenage boys rent this movie than the possibility uh, that there could be nudity in it. And, uh, so yeah. the, uh, the frame is actually up here in the Obscuratron somewhere. And, uh, yeah, so basically out of nowhere, this woman, she – or. I, don't know. I, I thought this woman was one of the two sisters. Yeah, first. they really have a thing for blondes, whoever this casting director and is. And they all look very yeah, similar. Yeah, they do. Uh, anyway, she's walking out of the shower. She's got her towel on. There it is. She goes to the mirror, starts like drying her hair. And out of nowhere, like the camera sort of pan, there's a slow pan over. And looking through the window that she, of course, is like right in front of without the blinds down is an Uncle Sam on stilts. <laughs> and uh, he's basically sitting there watching her, you know, hoping that that uh, towel is going to come down. And, uh, and then it does. And um, how does she sees him? Does he make a noise or something? I don't remember. I can't remember either how she sees him. Uh, I, she either hears him or sees him or whatever. And then she, like, uh, you know, runs out of the scene naked right, or whatever. Right. Now, uh, I understand, like, the need for stilts so you can perv on some girl on the uh, the second floor. But uh, And I guess the reason why he needs to wear the suit is so people can't see that it's him? Is that what's going on here? Right, but she knows who it is because she calls him by right, name. Right, right. And, uh, and I have to say, like, her scream and also 
previously there was uh oh no it was it was crying like anytime someone screams or has to emote in this terrible it's the fakest like just like they maybe got two takes to like pull off a scream yeah. it just sounds awful um so well what i was going to say though that i do like about this is so the police show up somehow while on stilts he's able to get away from the police mm -hmm. uh and then eventually uncle sam i don't know why he kills this guy i guess because he's like sullying the name of uncle by sam being by being a peeping mm -hmm. tom so you know, this is one of the few times I've seen in a horror movie where, like, the person trying to get away from the slow-walking killer has a good reason why they can't get away. He's walking away on stilts, right. and he can't take the time to, like, take them off mm -hmm. and stuff. So I, I actually appreciated that. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, this was the first kill at uh, 31 minutes, and uh, but there's it sort of establishes the the kills after it where there's always a cut. Like you only see sort of like the aftermath of what happens. Like you see basically uh, uncle Sam and whatever sort of device he's using to chomp down on someone, it goes down and you cut away and then you see whatever is happening afterwards. And right, I mean, and that right. just shows that, you know, they didn't really have the budget to, to pull that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. The off. only time they kind of show the kill all the way through is when the deputy gets stabbed through his abdomen with a uh, flagpole on American the American flag. flag. I mean, that's what what yeah. better visual could you possibly have for a Fourth of July themed horror movie? Yeah. <laughs> but but you're right though. All the other ones, like he cuts off um, the the kid that sang the national anthem. He cuts off his head, but it's like you see him doing like the hacking motion, uh, and then next there's a cut, and he's just holding a severed head. Yep. Yep. That's it. And oh yeah, he kills the uh, the stilted perv with uh, hedge cutters. Which there's no real metaphor there, but whatever. They're hedge cutters. <laughs> uh, then um, all right, there's another death. All right, so basically the thing that kind of kicks off his uh, resurrection, uh, as um, I mean, it, and it's actually right there in the synopsis, is uh, is and it's weird because he's not even in the grave at this point. Like they're like one of the sort of it's it's where he's going to be buried. Right, right. And I was just going to say one of the classic sort of tropes of, like, zombie movies is when you see, like, the zombies, like, their hands, like, shoot up out of the ground and they pull themselves mm -hmm. up. It always looks great. But uh, they didn't want to do that for this. <laughs> I guess they uh, just too much work. Um, so instead, they just leave old um, Uncle Sam inside Jody's house. These kids go out and they think it'll be fun, which, I mean, this is the weirdest kind of hijinks you could possibly imagine. It's like, hey, 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 you hell, let's go burn the American flag. Won't that be fun? Like, Right, right. Yeah, the, the, the teenagers are burning the American flag and one of them is like spray. I think it was the guy that the, the kid that does the national anthem later. He's like spray painting a gravestone. Mm -hmm. But the weirdest thing did you notice that he started doing like a swastika. Yeah. And then he like changed it like at the like it's like a 70 percent done swastika I, I i i bet you like somebody off camera was like hey don't do a swastika yeah. you know or oh, something because then he like uh, do something different then he like puts like a circle around it and a different thing to like finish it off but it's he was definitely doing a swastika yeah i'm sure like one of the producers was just like no we're not doing that uh yeah but but it's like they couldn't be bothered to like you know, film a different uh, scene or whatever, or do do it over. Nope, they just had to be like in the moment, fix it. So we did get one person who at least got buried into the ground, 
and that was uh, the spray paint took forever spray paint guy um he first he got sprayed with a bunch of paint by uncle sam then he got thrown into uncle sam's grave and was basically uh buried alive and uh, not only did it take forever to get to it but the scene kind of goes on for a little too long as well uh and then he hangs one of the other teens by their neck on the flag, like the American like flagpole, um, basically. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, at least it's on brand, I guess. You know, it fits with the theme yeah, and everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just wish we would have had a different director. Um, but uh, yeah. And then there's, like, no deaths for a while. Again. Yeah, for sure. We're, now we are at the 4th of July parade. Man, everyone is wearing their, like, period-accurate, like, 4th of July clothes. Mr. Crandall cares a little too much about this parade. And he's like asking um, whoever was playing George Washington, like where the ax is. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. I'm going to go in and get it. Um, and uh, then that, of course, leads. Yeah, he's like telling them not to wave at their friends or family during the parade <laughs> to stay in character. <laughs> That's great. Uh, he just cares too much. And then, of course, he gets that ax uh, to the face, courtesy of one Uncle Sam. And then is this when it looks like we are now introduced to wheelchair kid, blind wheelchair kid, which, man, this yes. really put the came out of nowhere, yeah, it really put a kind of a damper on the film. And I'm just like, why is this guy even here? Like if they would have uh, introduced us to him at the beginning, like he could have been. I mean, was he even in the class at the beginning in Jody's class? Did they ever show him? No, no. I, I, I guess he's just like stays home because he's like he's blind. And uh, he's been bur- he has like burns on like half his body. And do you know um, why? He's in a wheelchair. Do you know why? I I do. It's barely acknowledged and brought up, but basically, it's insinuated that there was an accident at last year's Fourth of July celebration, and that his friends purposely somehow set him on fire or did something with fireworks. Yeah, fireworks. And I, I mean, that's I guess a big deal you know every fourth of july there's always news reports of people blowing their fingers off or whatever uh right i've never heard somebody becoming paralyzed <laughs> i mean he looks like freaking two-face from batman he's got like half his face all yeah scarred I up. The, the burns okay the sure. burns fine that makes sure fireworks but like it's only like on the right side of his face not even the whole half right. why is the other eye not yeah. <laughs> and the weird thing is like it seems like the only reason he's here is so he can serve as some kind of uh communication between uncle sam and jody but yet uncle sam can still speak regular english anyway so why is that kid even there i don't know i don't know i maybe they're trying to make some kind of commentary on the dangers of fireworks i i really mm-hmm. have no idea what why he's there but um sure. yeah he's he's pretty bitter understandably <laughs> you know sparkler made him blind and paralyzed, <laughs> actually i hear it with so snakes i'd be the bitter too. snakes or oh. snapping pops he got a snapping pop in both eyes and now he's done uh that's what it is, that's what it is. <laughs> and the uh, makeup effects on wheelchair kid is uh, is awful and i mean Child right. disfigurement is kind of like a uh, kind of a damper on what should be a fun kind of dumb horror movie, but we've already spoke about that enough. Uh, they make sure to let us know, or at least Jody lets us know, that he didn't, he wasn't even there when the kid's disfigured wheelchair boy, and he's like, "Hey, we should hang out, go listen to some CDs." Ah, CDs! How old is that? Am I right? 
it's crazy. Yeah. And um, and so yeah, then we get Jesse Colbert is the name of the the kid who I guess he's the last one left of his friends, and he's not even worried about the fact that his friends are dead. He gets up and yeah, when he goes on stage to do the national anthem, he says, "Oh, this is for you, Rick and Pete." Yeah. And so he then takes a, a dump on the national anthem, basically. Uh, and I don't know. I guess that would honor his friends who were big-time douchebags as well. Um, and then I think that's when they have the um, – uh, well, no, actually, it's a little bit later. We – this is when Uncle S- – Oh, we don't have to go – Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to – But basically – it's weird because there's like several more murders. There's a girl that's cooking ribs. Uh, she gets because murdered. Because she was smoking. Um, that's all she was doing. Because was she was smoking, smoking pot. Because she took a break. Because she took a uh, break from cooking <laughs> at the 4th of July yeah. to go smoke a joint. So that's why she gets killed. Um, the guy, the, the teacher from earlier, he's playing Abraham Lincoln uh, at the parade. So he's like dressed up in costume. Oh, no, no, Ralph. no, no. It's Ralph, the lawyer. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, the lawyer uh, guy from earlier uh, that was fighting the IRS. And as Lincoln, he he gets shot in the head at some point. But nobody <laughs> hears fine. it. Nobody sees yeah. it. But the thing is, like, when they find his body, this is, like, I think, like, the third death that they know has happened at the 4th of July celebration thing. They don't cancel it. They just keep it going. Yeah, it's the, the sort of, like, Jaws trope of, oh, I mean, and they don't even really explain it as well as Jaws does, which is on the same list as uh, as this movie, as 4th of July horror movies. <laughs> uh, but, really? um, yeah, basically it's like, oh, we can't shut down 4th of July <laughs> like, because of a couple of murders. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I just – a couple of scenes to mention. Like, basically there's a scene where uh, Uncle Sam comes up and touches Wheelchair Boy, and he's like, I'm here to do the things for you that you want me to do, which is like the clunkiest dialogue ever. Um, and yeah. I guess and it makes no sense. The idea is that they're both like charred. They're supposed to have some sort of weird connection or something. Right. Um, which is stupid. And it's uh, proven that uh, like William Forrester or Robert Forrester is only here, which I mean, he plays a great sleazy senator or whatever. He's here so we can get blown up by fireworks. Like that's the only reason that's the only thing he does for the story is get blown up by fireworks. His death could have been really cool because like it's, cool how it gets set up like he's strapped to like they're about to do the big fireworks you know show and he's like strapped onto i don't know something i can't even remember and he's got a bunch of fireworks like stuck in his chest and so i thought they were gonna have his whole body explode but nah just you know some fireworks shoot off of him yeah the fireworks that went off in the background were were pretty impressive though um you know if that scene would have been made now with a no budget um horror movie it would all be cgi and look like absolute trash uh so let's uh we'll we'll jump to the (laughs) that climactic conclusion um which basically ends with um uncle sam and jody in his house oh he goes back for his wife that's what happens uncle sam goes after his wife there's sort of a confrontation uh between them and uh, Jody and Isaac Hayes is there. Jody and Isaac Hayes, they show up and um, basically, and this is the thing is like, so nothing seems to be able to hurt Uncle Sam. So like, what can stop him? And they tease this at the beginning. Uh, Unc- or Isaac Hayes lights a cannon at the beginning of the 4th of July festival and shoots it off. So I guess to signify that the 4th of July parade is starting, 
So he gets the idea to basically shoot Uncle Sam with the cannon. And uh, he manages to, I guess, sort of hit him once. And it basically... Th- well, he, he hits like the house. Yeah, I was gonna, that's what I was going to say, yeah. He blows up Jody's house. Because with- Uncle Sam is like on the front porch mm-hmm. of the house, basically, with Jody. Jody moves out of the way. By the way, I like how uh, Isaac Hayes, because Isaac Hayes is now with the wheelchair kid. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I don't know if I should shoot Jody's in the way. And the wheelchair kid is like, oh, don't worry. He'll move. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of that at the end where, um, like, the mom, like, should be taking Jody out of harm's way. But they're like, no, no, you go over there, mom. We're going to go over here. <laughs> just just yeah. watching her son being taken towards the danger. It's, uh, it's hilarious, actually. <laughs> I mean, if I had a little psycho kid like that, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be too worried about his safety. Wow, wow, wow. To quote Drago, if he dies, he dies. Wow. You, know, you know, it's it's a good thing that you have a vasectomy. I'm just going to put it out there. Oh, thank you for bringing yeah. it up. Uh, <laughs> you know, eight days ago was the eight days ago was the one year anniversary. Oh, of my vasectomy. no, you're a vasectiversary. Anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Oh, thank you. man. Thank you. But, uh, okay, so, yeah, he blows up the house, and so Uncle Sam is still coming towards uh, Jody. And I love how Isaac Hayes, uh, do they show him at least reloading the cannon? They sh- yeah, they do. Right. They, they, show him, they show him reloading the but, cannon. Uh, Uncle Sam just continues walking in the same sort of a path of the cannon. Isaac Hayes doesn't have to move it in any way or aim. He, he's nope. just, uh, it's the old uh, Zippo routine where he's trying to light his Zippo. And then he finally gets it at the last minute. Oh, we forgot to mention that Jody does a little subterfuge at the end uh, before um, the first cannon shot. Oh, yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. He basically, like, makes Sam think that he's on his side. Mm-hmm. And basically, the reason why Uncle Sam's out in the front porch is because Jody has walked him out there. Yeah, basically. so, I mean, at least Jody had something to do. I'll give him. I mean, again, my, my complaints aren't with, like, the script. It's with uh, the pacing, but eh, we'll save that to the end. Anyway, big surprise. Isaac Hayes lights the cannon one more time, and I guess this one is a direct hit. So basically this the rule is Uncle Sam can be killed by, you know, classic cannons from the – 1800s is that what's going on here yeah he's a he's a he's a looney tunes character apparently uh <laughs> yeah this cannonball like hits him and he goes flying into the I house thought that was an, and then the house explodes it was an acme cannon i thought so yeah 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 but the house explodes mm. as of though it was filled with you know drums of combustible oil cans you'd find like on a 90s beat em it was or an something. awesome explosion um, it was a pretty awesome explosion it seemed like they used i paused it and it seemed like they actually had the kid stand in front of the house and they blew it up for like he does the classic i've falling in front of the burning yeah. exploding building thing and it was not a stunt person it was the kid and then in the next scene the kid's like on the ground jody and he's like oh you know and they threw like burning wood in his direction <laughs> and some of it comes really close to hitting him i'm just like Man. what kind of safety protocols were used on this Jody's set. parents did not care. They were just like, give me the money. No. Give no. me the money. I don't care. William Lustwig, you could throw him in a porno for all I care. Uh, just give me the money. <laughs> uh, now it got dark. Uh, but uh, anyway, so that's basically, there's a uh, one last scene. I guess it's to show that Jody has become a man or at least has grown out of the sort of military fantasy, at least that I was put under in the 80s. Uh, Yehel was just too smart for it. 
and he's basically burning mm-hmm. all of his military toys. And one of those toys was a goddamn G.I. Joe Sky Striker. And I was like, no, no, take that out of there, you bastard. Uh, and uh, yeah, so and that is basically the end of Uncle Sam. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, it, it's it's a movie they made. <laughs> right. You ready to render the verdict? Let's let's do it. All right. Uh, Private Velasquez. Do you think that Uncle Sam should be tossed into the brig or should be awarded many, many more medals in order to be remembered in military history? Uh, Well, Colonel Sanders, uh, thank you for asking me. Continue now. Uh, I, I would say this this one should be obliterated. Um, yeah, it, it's just not fun. It's it's not like campy enough. It takes itself too seriously. And if your premise is un- zombie Uncle Sam is back from the dead to kill unpatriotic people, it should be like a fun, dumb horror movie. And it doesn't do that. What, what say you? Yeah, um, basically, I echo those statements. I mean, I was really looking forward to watching this and again. I think I remembered liking it a lot more than I did. Again, I'm pretty sure I was confusing it with Jack Frost, which is like a dumb, fun, sort of like Christmas horror. Uh, That being said, like if you are looking for this kind of movie to watch on the 4th of July, I mean, there's not a lot of choices. Uh, I mean, of course you can watch Independence Day was on the list, but that's not really horror. Um, I mean, there's, oh yeah, not not for horror. I mean, there's Born on the 4th of July if you're uh, into that. Yeah, if you want to hate life, there's that movie. Um, I don't know. I saw some. There was some other indie stuff on there, but I didn't think they were going to be fun enough for us to review. And then this wasn't fun enough either. So, uh, so yeah. I mean, I don't know. If someone wanted to take this script and remake it, then I would say it should be remembered. But for now, uh, it looks like Uncle Sam is going to be obliterated. The heathens have spoken. You are obliterated. All right. Well, I think we did a, did a lot of good here. You insulted America's military. Uh, we uh, took a deep Welcome. we took a deep dive into 70s porn. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what more do you want from a podcast? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this has it all. <laughs> you got that right. And uh, all right, should we uh, wrap it up? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to forget about this movie. <laughs> all right, well, uh, thanks for joining us, uh, whether you were in the live chat or you were listening on some sort of podcast aggregator or on YouTube or Twitch. And uh, we will be back uh, next week as we are discussing a uh, Rob Liefeld-drawn Mission Impossible comic, uh, which is also actually a prequel to the entire Mission Impossible uh, franchise. Unfortunately, that episode will not be live, uh, so please either check it out on YouTube or just any aforementioned podcast aggregator. And a special hello to those listening on uh, U.S. Armed Forces Radio. Uh. (laughs) And uh, Rumble. If you're uh, one of the people who watches on Rumble, I'm sure uh, you've already tuned out at this point. Uh, Yeah, or Justin.tv. Thanks for... (laughs) That's not a thing anymore. <laughs> no, it turned into Twitch. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But those watching on Vidme and uh, 
blip TV. <laughs> wow. Man, these are some deep cuts. All right, we can continue <laughs> cutting forever, but now we're just going to cut it out of here. We'll see you next Sunday as we continue to unearth even more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. See you next week. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now.